Welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC, the show for young Christian business guys about young Christian business guys. We talk sports, we talk business, but most importantly, we talk about Jesus. Today is May 21st, 2020. I am John Harrison, your host. As a community, we are unapologetically Christian, unapologetically business guys, and unapologetically open and vulnerable about our lives, the challenges we face, and the faith and the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We believe in spiritual mentorship, aka discipleship, learning what it means to follow Jesus and what it looks like to follow Jesus from another man. We believe in the power of peer groups, surrounding yourself with others who are growing and will help you grow into the person that God designed you to be. So May 21st, the 62nd sports and business update on the Young Christian Business Guy. Taking a look at the stock market, uh, the Dow is right around even right now, down 0.4%. NASDAQ the same, down 0.6%. Some big gainers on the day. BJ's Wholesale Club uh, up almost 14%. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines up 10%. And Royal Caribbean Cruises up 8%. So those are some of the big gainers on the day. Some sports news. The NHL is apparently very close to releasing the opening plan where it will have a 24-team playoff format. And my own Minnesota Wild would be in the playoffs. Come on. Opening up against the Vancouver Canucks all the way out there in Vancouver. So stay tuned for the NHL coming back. We've heard potentially July. Let's keep our fingers crossed. That is your 60-second sports and news update. Today, I have a guest on the show who is absolutely a young Christian business guy. I've seen him grow up before my eyes. Well, not really. Maybe the last uh, couple of years. But I'm super excited to have him on the show. So welcome to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast, Connor Schmidt. Connor, welcome. Happy to have you. Hey, John. You're looking great this morning. For those of you that are listening via audio podcast, you can't see it, but Connor has got a mustache that reminds me of a late 1980s movie character. So Connor, you look great. Happy to have you on the show. Thanks. Feel great. <laughs> Connor, tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, your personal life, your professional life. Fill us in. Sure. Uh, so I live up in Plymouth with uh, my wife, Sarah. We're almost at a year now, which is pretty wild how fast time flies. It's been an awesome year. Um, we have a two-year-old German short hair pointer who we, <clears throat> our life somewhat revolves around. Um, and then I'm a financial planner, spend a lot of time out in the woods, love to hunt, um, camp, exercise, stay busy. And then uh, CBMC, I've been a part of CBMC for couple years and it's definitely changed my life so that's pretty much me in a nutshell that's that's about encompasses you i appreciate mm -hmm. you sharing all the different aspects of your life hallelujah for yeah. the change that's taken place uh you've helped to change my life for the better we've actually just to kind of give the viewers some context i've had the opportunity to serve in a discipleship relationship with connor 
And it's been unbelievable. He was a guy that I prayed for to come into my life. And I think he was doing the same. And so the Lord brought us together and it's been neat to see our relationship develop. So Connor, one thing I admire about you is just your physical prowess. For those of you listening on the audio podcast, Connor is just an absolute specimen. Uh, one thing that I leverage is not only his friendship, but when I have to move something, I often call him. He comes with his truck, but more importantly, his muscles and helps me out. Connor, tell us a little bit about physical fitness, what your history with physical fitness has been, and currently what you're training for. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> we got time. Um, so I started, I grew up in, um, I was a three-sport athlete throughout high school and then college. I, uh move more to the social the social aspects of sport if you will um and then in there a uh, long time old girlfriend of mine and i broke up and i figured i better get back in shape so i started working out again and that's really where i found um a desire to stay fit and then i met my now wife sarah who uh, she loves exercise too so it's something that we can bond um with we like to run together and um you know through quarantine we've been going on morning walks which has been a great time together so that's uh that's really where it started um and then i met her mom and her mom's a tremendous cook so over the first maybe three years of our relationship i gained 50 pounds and eventually i'm like who have i become uh so i was two years ago i was probably at 240 pounds and said, I got to get back to get my stuff back together. Uh, so I started actually found CrossFit. Um, and I really enjoy CrossFit. There's some stigma out there, but I play into it. Um, so I really enjoyed CrossFit and through that journey and how it changed me, not only emotionally, but, um, just my mental state well, and my physical state, uh, I decided that I wanted to do an Ironman. So I'm scheduled to do the Ironman in September out in Madison. We'll see if it actually happens or not, but um, that's what I've been training for since middle of February. So, yeah. Okay. Let's stop there. And just for my own sake, what are the requirements of an Ironman? That's a great question. I think it's a 2.4 mile swim. Okay, so 2.4 mile swim. So about my average jog is how long you're going to swim for. It might be 2.6. While getting kicked in the head, pulled from behind. Over. Okay, so that's where it starts is a 2.4 mile swim. And then? And you're going to sit on a bike for a while, 112 miles. 112 mile bike ride. So we take 2.4 miles of swimming into 112 mile bike ride. What happens you if you're, I mean, what happen, can you listen to music? What happens if you get a flat tire? Nope, no music. It's an unassisted race. I'd be done. So you bring all your stuff out there to repair your tires and whatnot. And, you know, if you end up blowing more tubes than you have, unfortunately, you're disqualified. So it's a, <clears throat> be a bummer. Okay. So unassisted, no music, 2.4 mile swim. 112 mm -hmm. mile bike ride, 112 miles uh, in a car that takes me two hours. I can't imagine how long it's going to take you in a bike. So, and then. And then you finish with the marathon. 
26.2 mile run. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, we'll be wishing you all the best. You've been training now since February. You're about three and a half months in. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about something you've learned throughout this training process. Um, that you can find time for stuff that's important to you. You know, this is important to me. So I probably spend 15 hours a week or so accumulative training. Most of that is on the weekends. Um, but it's given me a ton of time to just sit back and reflect on what's important to me. Uh, where my priorities lie. I spend a ton of time praying on the bike as you know, I love the outdoors. So I spend a lot of time at my cabin on the weekends and my long bike rides are usually anywhere from right now, they're right around 45 to 55 miles on any given Saturday, which takes about three hours, give or take. Um, it's a lot of time to pray because there's nothing else to do. And the road's just flat. I mean, there's minimal hills, but there's nothing around. It's quiet. There's like no cars. I go early in the morning and it just, even after three hours of physical activity with all the prayer and the fresh energy, it just, it's, um, it's been great for my spirit, my soul, I think. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It reminded me of first Timothy four, eight, first Timothy four, eight, which says for physical training is of some value, but godliness training has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So I think about your blending physical training with godliness training. I mean, you're taking the opportunity during your physical training to, to be praying, to be, uh, approaching the Lord to be improving your spiritual life. That's, that's super encouraging. And so that's, that's in September. Um, so I will be continually encouraging you, cheering you on number one, super fan go Connor. So, Thanks, John. Yeah. so tell me a little bit about you and I have uh, hunted together a few times. It's been, mm -hmm. it's been great. You keep mentioning the outdoors. Talk a little bit about the spiritual relationship you find yourself in with the Lord when you are outdoors. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing that I have found being outside is just thinking about all the stuff that God created and the opportunities that he's given me. You know, I was on a run yesterday. I don't know if you've heard the Lou Holtz uh, speech of the Silver Spoon. Have you heard that one? Mm -hmm. Great one. Um, so basically, I mean, we are born as people born in America to loving parents. I mean, I was born with a silver spoon just with that alone. I mean, there's so many opportunities that I have just given the people around me, my family, um, my uncle loves the hunt and my grandpa, um, who is in my wedding, he uh, loves the hunt. He's the one who got me involved in the outdoors. And I was thinking um, this last fall when I was out turkey hunting, I woke up early, but to see the sunrise and there were a couple of deer that were maybe less than 10 feet for me a pack of 12 or 15 and there are certain things in the wild that you just you, a picture doesn't do it justice you know um i think about back to our duck hunting trip that uh that evening where we shot uh that handful of teal and just watching the sunset over the corn it's like, it was a great picture that you took. It's on my Facebook page if you want to look it up. I think it's my cover photo. Uh, 
but to see it, it's like, and think about the opportunity that we have to go out there and harvest the game that we do. It's in the, just the peace and quiet to just pray and think. Hmm. Spend time, spend time with the creator, the creator of the universe that I, I remember thinking back to that sunset and just the colors mm-hmm. were just magnificent. I'm sure some of you on here have seen a sunset like that before, either over the ocean or a lake or something. And it was definitely a special time. So talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about your work, uh, what you're focused on, what your kind of your your personal mission is from the professional standpoint, and also a little bit if you integrate your faith into your work at all. Yeah, so um, yes, I do integrate my faith into work quite a bit. Um, so I do a lot of client face-to-face meetings, and it comes up, and that's something I've learned uh, quite a bit from you is how do you bring that up, and some people you can be very blunt with them, some people you have to be... Um, careful how you bring stuff up like that but i uh i've been with the same firm for about five years now i just recently joined a a team it took me i really enjoyed what i was doing the first uh three years running my own running my own deal and then i got to a point in my life where it started taking priority over the things that really made me happy um and i think there was a false narrative that was in my head in terms of what I really wanted out of a career. And now I, I'm still doing what I'm doing, but I'm only doing the part that I really love doing, which is building relationships with clients and um, helping them with their financial planning needs. And I'm a part of a great team that uh, encourages me and has very similar beliefs and values. So it's been, it's been great so far um my main mission really right now with work is just to provide peace and financial security to clients especially you know it's the first market downturn that i've worked through and the conversations that i've been having with clients over the last three months compared to even a year ago are dramatically different uh it's very emotional for people so it's been it's been encouraging to me just knowing that the work that I am doing has meaning. Um, and I know in business, a lot of times we can get caught up with the numbers and the goals and all that stuff, but to actually see the true value of your work is, is really encouraging or has been to me. Hmm. That's a great answer. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, you, you talk about money quite a bit, you know, and I think Jesus referenced money a significant amount of times. I don't even know. I should probably know how many times he talked about it, but he talked about it a lot. How has your view of money evolved in the past five years being in this career? Um, 180 degrees. Hmm. So, well, I shouldn't say 180. I've always viewed money as just a tool. Um, so my relationship with money is I can go out and make more. Um, the God, God's going to bless me with whatever he believes that I'm able to um, to deal with. So I believe that if I'm a good steward of his money, that he's going to bless me with more. And then of that, I'm going to go out and do what he wants me to do with it. So there was a big, I would say a pivotal moment in my relationship with money a couple, maybe a year or so ago in a trusted advisors group. We watched a video that CBMC posted about, um, a gentleman down in, 
I want to say Missouri, who was running a prison. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Well, anyways, he makes a boatload of money, uh, but he's a part of a, a group where they set each other's salary. So I don't know exactly how much he makes, but say he makes a million bucks a year. His salary is 80 $80,000 a year, which is a great salary, especially living in the middle of corn country. Uh, and then he gives the rest away. So I think what he had said is that what God's blessed you with, view it as your steward of that. So if, if you were to take a snapshot, if you were your own boss and you were to look at how you manage money and the priorities, would you fire yourself or give yourself a raise? And so I thought about that and I'm like, man, I would definitely fire myself at that point in time because, you know, I was maybe trying to keep up with the Joneses, if you will, um, and not putting my priorities straight, which ultimately caused unneeded stress and anxiety in my own world, you know, trying to manage my own personal stuff plus the business side of things. It it all just kind of snowballed. And then I got to a point where I'm like, well, I can't do this on my own. God, I pray that you provide for me. And he always did. There was never a bill that didn't get paid. And God always, when I didn't know where it was coming from, it came. Um, so I put my full faith in God. And that was probably the biggest, the biggest pivotal moment in terms of how I manage money. And now um, I have a lot more peace because of that. Dress mm. around it. Those are, some great, those are some great answers that you shared. You talked about the principle of stewardship. I mean, ultimately, we're going to answer for what we were responsible for, stewards of our time, of our of our talents, and also our treasure. And mm-hmm. to whom much is given, much is expected. And to who who is faithful with little, little will be given more. Um, and so you, you think about that principle and being able to learn that early on in your career. That's really powerful. So... Talk to me a little bit about the last 12 months of your life. What's maybe one spiritual discipline that you have focused on or that you feel like has become more a part of your life than it was previously? Um, I would say prayer in terms of how I pray. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a right way to pray um, necessarily. So for me, it's always been, you know, I'm just going to talk to God and I'm going to thank him for everything he's given me. I'm going to ask him for things that I need. And if it be his will, he'll provide them for me. But just to take my, try and take my own, try and take my own, um, you know, fleshly desires, whether it's, um, you know, a new car or something like that take that stuff out and just ask God to work through me and turn me into the person that he made me to be. Um, so I would say that is probably the biggest thing. And then, you know, through operation Timothy with you, I mean, you've taught me a lot. I would say I've probably, probably taught you more than you've taught me. Uh, I would agree. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but just understanding and learning, uh, about the Holy Spirit and how that works through you and listening to the Holy Spirit has been, has been big. And, you know, a year ago, I probably, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't pray about just cause it was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but now it's like everything that's on my mind and my heart, I understand when the Spirit's talking to me and I'll stop what I'm doing and pray. 
Mm. Kind so, of a continual ongoing conversation. Exactly. You know, there's, there's some instructions in, in the good book about when you pray, go into your room, into a quiet place and repeat this prayer. It's obviously the Lord's prayer, but I think that's a, a step that you've taken is you, mm -hmm. you're not going in necessarily. It's important to pray together, but you're also spending a significant amount of time praying to the Lord um, with a with a heart of gratitude, thanking him for the mm -hmm. blessings and asking him to continue to reform you or the word that comes to mind for me is sanctify. Lord, mm -hmm. continue to sanctify me, continue to refine me in the man that you want me to be. So that's super powerful, Connor. Thanks for sharing. So as you know, the Young Christian Business Guy powered by CBMC, we are very passionate about discipleship, aka spiritual mentorship and peer groups, surrounding yourself with people that are growing in their faith that can, that can help you grow into the man that God designed you to be. So can you talk about, you maybe you referenced discipleship a little bit, but can you talk about peer groups and the role that those have played in your, in your life? Yeah. So I, um, well, I'm a huge believer that you become the people you spend the most time with. So as I would say, that's principle, um, in terms of how I look at things and just understanding that, um, my number one priority is my faith. I wanted to be around other people and other guys that were deeper in their relationships, if you will, um, and just spend time with them. And I, I would say with any aspect of life, you know, you think about like sport, you're not going to get better by playing worse teams. You're going to get better by playing better teams. So mm -hmm. I look at it as how can I surround myself with wisdom of guys who've been in my shoes Um and have done the stuff that I haven't yet done so I can learn from their mistakes, if you will. Um, and so I started with CBMC in a, a trusted advisors group, which was uh, awesome. I would highly recommend it. If anyone out there is a business owner, um, I would highly recommend that. And then, and I met a lot of great guys through that. Uh, and over almost a year now, I guess I've been a part of the YP group, but just the fellowship and the community talking with guys who are thinking the similar things as you are struggling with the same stuff. Um, it's fun to have people in your life that you can say, talk anything about. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. So we're going to close with this Connor first Tim, uh, Timothy four, eight for physical training is of some value, but godliness training has value for all things, holding promise for both this life and the next. For physical training is of some value, but godliness training has value for all things, holding promise for both this life and the next. Could you just take 30 seconds and share your thoughts and what this verse means to you? Yeah, I think it all comes down to your priorities. You have to, you know, in the Bible, it says that your body is your temple, right? But at the, so you have to take care of yourself physically, but you have to take care of yourself spiritually first. I think you have to keep all your cups full. Um, but without the spiritual cup, you're always going to have anxiety and stress in your life. You can never, you can never get away with that. And no matter how much you train physically, if that's your way to avoid it, your problems aren't going to go away. You have to spend time in the word and, and learn because you can't have conviction. I don't think you can have conviction if you don't know what the book says. So that's fascinating point, Connor. I love it. Thanks for the recap. Thank you so much. You shared some 
some awesome truth. I appreciate your vulnerability talking about where you're at in your life and also the exciting things going on. We'll be cheering you on for your Ironman. Keep training. Hopefully it takes place. And uh, thanks for coming on to the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast. Thanks, John. What a great guest. I do love that guy. And I have learned, I think, more from him than he has from me, especially about how to just become more physically in shape, be more direct with people. He's just awesome. I love him. He he shared some amazing truth today. He talked about he takes time when he's when he's training, physically training to pray, to really actually be praying and having this this open dialogue with the Lord and, and using his time in which he's riding his bike uh, instead of listening to music, being distracted, really just taking time to be in relationship with the Lord. He, he talked about his view of money and how it's evolved being in the financial planning realm and viewing money as a tool, but also this idea of stewardship. And we're going to answer for uh, being a steward of, of what we've been given. And he talked about if you were your own boss and you looked at your company, your financial situation, you, how you how you manage money, would you fire yourself or would you give yourself a raise? I thought that was some really, really insightful feedback there. Um, he also talked about this, the process in, in discipleship and that he's learned about the Holy Spirit. He's been able to learn about some different concepts in his faith life. Um, and then he also shared with it when it comes to peer groups, he talked about you become the people that you spend the most time with. I think that is a very, very accurate statement. And you need people in your life that are growing in their faith, that are going to help you grow, that are going to push you to be uh, more like the person that God designed you to be. So some amazing truth um, shared from Connor today. And we talked about 1 Timothy 4.8, for physical training is of some value, but godliness training has value for all things, holding promise for both this life and the next. So here at the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast powered by CBMC, we believe in discipleship and in peer groups. If you are interested in getting connected, you could visit ycbguy.com. Y is in Christian, C is in, excuse me, Y is in young, C is in Christian, B is in business, G-U-Y.com, ycbguy.com to get connected. We have a presence in over 340 cities. We can get, get you connected to a discipleship, mentorship relationship. We can get you connected to a peer group. We could also get you connected to our national weekly call we have for young Christian business guys. And there's also a box there that you can check if you want to learn more about what it means to be a Christian. If you want to have a conversation with a guy to just take a deeper dive, start processing some of those doubts you have or some questions you have, we have that opportunity as well. So today, May 21st, 2020, I am John Harrison, your host here on the Young Christian Business Guy video podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, stay on purpose. and We'll see you next time. Take care. I'm not going to be able to do that.